WhatsApp details daily. This podcast is brought to you by our mates at Auto Fiber Australia, so providing the world's finest microfiber right here in Australia. As a professional detail, it's so important not only to use real high quality products, but also real fine quality towels as well. I never thought too much into the microfiber, but once I started using and to test out the auto fiber range, I really noticed the difference in efficiency and I'm getting better results and the towels last way longer. The Scrub Ninjas, coating applicators, drying towels are just some of the products I use and they're well worth the money. So make an order today and use the code 15DDUP and get 15% off and they'll even throw in a free product. So head over to autofiber.com.au or check them out on Instagram, Autofiber Australia. Thanks. Welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast, the place for everything auto detailing in Australia right now. Here's your host, Dale Guthrie. G'day and welcome to the Detailing Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Dale Guthrie. We're back into it and uh, yeah, I hope everyone's been well and everyone's busy out there. Um, yeah, it's uh, moving along quite well, this um, pod as well. We're, we're getting some good guests on and um, there's a bit going on as well coming up. So um, yeah, so uh, we might as well get into it. Nothing to report on my end of late. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the last episode and uh, we've got another good one coming up for this week as well. So um, without further ado we'll um crack into it so we've got Eamon from igl coatings australia so good morning mate how you going good morning dale i'm good how are you i'm pretty good so thanks for making the time mate thank you for having me it's yeah no, yeah we're always um always started this to to get brands on like you guys and um to get the word out there what you do and what you offer and um we've had one installer on here before nathan from codex so he talked highly of your of your brand, so it was good to, to get you on and see what you're all about. Thank thank you so much. And you know what, Nathan is a true asset for our brand. He's a great detailer, very, very passionate, which I'm sure anybody who listened to the podcast would have picked that up. Yeah. And uh, very professional, really cares about his his brand and really cares about his workmanship. So it's you know a, a privilege to be mentioned and trusted by Nathan. Yep. Yeah, no. And IGL is a, a fairly, I'm not sure how huge you are over here yet, but um, I know you're pretty well known over in America. So, um, but obviously the word's getting out over oh, here. Oh, yes. So the Americans sure know how to, how to, how to sell and how to expand. And I think they have over 5,000 certified detailers. Obviously, America is much bigger than Australia, but IGL is a global brand. I don't think there are many countries that don't have IGL being supplied into there and it's one big family so we all catch up at SEMA it was really nice to be at you know SEMA to see everybody there and in Australia it's actually growing in many aspects just yesterday we got our first bicycle shop certified to resell IGL bicycle ceramic coating so it's not just detailing it's quite a big industry that IGL plays in yep I've heard that of late um the the bike coatings I think um, don't quote me. I think G Technic or someone do <clears throat> um, a bike coating or something. So um, it's is that much different to what you offer for a car? Um, I would say the concept of all coatings, with the exception of industrial, is the same. 
So a coding, you know, parking aside the protection aspect of a coding, most people get coatings for ease of maintenance and saving them time in cleaning. So all the concepts of the coatings are the same, whether it's on your car, it's on your boat, it's, it's on your kitchen bench top, um, or you, your cooktop, or even on an excavator to a large degree. As long as that coating is providing you ease of cleaning, then it would be no different. Now, I'm sure there are specific chemicals that are different because you know, I know for a fact that, for example, our trim coating and headlight coating is designed to adhere to uh, plastics, where a car coating is designed to do a few things, including being glossy and all that. So I'm sure in terms of chemical composition, it would be slightly different, but the concept would all be the same. Put it on and it makes it easier to clean your bike after you go for a good mud bash down the mountain. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um We'll talk about your coatings a bit shortly, but um, how did you get into detailing and, and probably more into IGL as well? How did that all come about? Absolutely. So as I mentioned before, I'm a little bit of a unique case where I used to be a national sales manager for quite a big company, um, believe it or not, selling food. And I was always a car guy. I had my cars and did my racing and I was miserable and freshly married. I was really, really hating my job, even though I was getting paid incredibly well for my age. Um, my wife said, just quit. Just quit and do what makes you happy. So I wrote down on a piece of paper three columns, what I can do, what I like to do, and what I'm trained to do. Um, and I have a university degree in strategic marketing, and the common denominator had to be cars. And you know, I was too old and just married to be a mechanic. I can't survive on an apprentice wage. So I said, why don't I become a car detailer? And I had a, a vision in mind of, of where I wanted to be and took $20,000 worth of redundancy because just happened to be made redundant just before I quit, <laughs> which was fantastic. I and was lucky. myself, yeah, bought myself a used Hyundai Arlo van and watched Ammo NYC YouTube videos like <laughs> most people did and bought a few repairs, polishes and learned the hard way from trial and error. And um, yeah, my detailing business started seven years ago and at one point grew to three vans, two shops, and uh, just kept expanding out. And right now we have my garage, my personal garage, which is to do special projects and content. We have uh, a franchise shop in the Hills District in Sydney, and we have another mobile franchisee uh, that services Sydney wide. And the demand is huge. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the detailing aspect of it. And seven years on, Saturday morning, didn't even struggle to get out of bed because I love it. I'm a car guy. Like, you know, I have a GTR and a Supra in my garage right now, you know, where if you're selling anything else, you wake up and you might not be motivated to get up out of bed. <laughs> I'll touch on the mobile. So we, we've, we speak about that highly of, on here, how, how hard it is to, to do mobile. And then the, I think um, the pod the other week mentioned how crazy it would be to do it in Sydney with the, the traffic it is horrible it is horrible so uh even when it wasn't mobile so my previous um shop and roselle which i closed in december it was taking me one and a half to three hours each way to get there um and yeah by the time you get to what your destination you're already flustered and demotivated and obviously it takes a toll on your family life and it's very expensive every month was over a thousand dollars in fuel and toll Hmm. Um, so it's definitely a hard slog in Sydney to do mobile detailing, especially when your customers are also in a very 
um, in a state of mind where they want things done right away. And yep. detailing is like cooking. You can't rush it. Otherwise, <laughs> it's not going to be right. Mm. No, absolutely. So, no, it's cool. So, how, um, <clears throat> so you still got a little bit of work going on the side as well, what you got with the vans? Yeah, yep. So, yep. I manage and run leading edge detailing. Um, so, our website is set up to be fairly, you know, self-sustaining with online booking systems and all that. But we still look after customers mobile with the vans and also in, in two physical locations. So that is at the moment my side business. It's not the main business. Uh, my main business is IGL Coatings. But Leading Edge Detailing is a beast. And we're giving out our franchises are booked out and we're starting to give out work to um, detailers and wrapping shops and affiliate businesses. So any business that's, you know, has approached us that's reputable and they have the right attitude, mate, we're more than happy to pass work on to them because, you know, if somebody calls us up for dent repair or window tinting and we don't do that in-house, it's better for me to give that lead to someone and help them out as a business rather than just to knock the customer back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. So what's the, um, what's the main services you do every day out of them shops? Uh, ceramic coatings. So yep. by, by far we do coatings the most. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, paint protection and PPF as well. Although we use third parties, um, PPF and ceramic coatings these days go hand in hand. Yeah. <clears throat> Is um, mainly the new car market? Uh, a mixture of everything, actually, a mixture of everything. So the one of the oldest cars we've had, we've done PPF on was a 300 SL Gullwing, which I think is 1970s or 60s, the, the multi-million dollar Mercedes. Yep. Um, but we get a mixture of absolutely everything for ceramic coatings. We get a lot of new cars um, and we get a lot of uh, used cars. But the consumer these days, I think, is, is much more educated in protecting their car than they were a few years ago. So these days it's like they pick the car from the dealership and they they should code it. They know they should put something on the car. Uh, where I think five or six years ago, people just said, well, what's this rubbish? We don't want to put any coatings on. Mm. Definitely a growing market in Australia. Yeah. And we've heard that before, like the customers are actually quite clued up on what they want to. They, they obviously Google a lot now and know what they want and nearly know more than what we know sometimes. And they're trying to buy something. Uh, absolutely, mate. I think it's in all industries. Um, my mum, my mum's a doctor. My wife is a pharmacist, and they say that you have Google experts go to them all the time. And um, you know, our job as a, a as a reputable business and and a detailer and any reputable detailer should always put the customer first and explain to them what to realistically expect from a coding, because you might have a customer call you up and say, "Yep, I'm ready to book." I've read coatings are 10H and it's going to stop my car from getting scratched and stone chipped. And a reputable detailer will say to the customer, that is not the case. Mm. Um, a coating will do many great things, but this expectation you have is not one of them. Um, and I think there's a lot of misinformation, unfortunately, probably most of it driven by the dealership network. Um, and it's our job to, to educate the customer and an educated customer is a happy customer. If they know what to expect, they will never come back and complain. Yep, absolutely. No, it's good advice there. So how many, um, do you have many employees that, that run the shops? You got many working uh, So at the moment, we have myself, Thomas, Brody. I think Brody's got one and then Stephen. So at the moment, there's five of us yeah. um, that are directly leading edge employed and slash IGL. Um, 
and I think we probably utilize the services of 20 to 30 others that we outsource work to. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big beast. It's a growing market. So, um, so how did the IGL um, come about? How did, did you get on board with that? And were you using it obviously before you yeah. thought of getting on board with it? Oh, absolutely. So um, like I mentioned before, I started from nothing and I did what everybody else does, which is a new business without any, I guess, experience contacting your ceramic pros and back then Opticodes trying to get certified. Nobody got back to me. Um, I started buying products off, I think the first one was Dan Kamikaze. Yep. And back then it was Kamikaze ISM and Dan is a lovely guy and he supported me, started using Kamikaze ISM, which great product, but I found it fairly difficult to use. Uh, obviously being new, the newer you are, the harder things are. And then moved on to another brand, then another brand uh, of people that I've interviewed. And I found myself just jumping in between brands, which wasn't a good look because you'll get a customer, you'll tell them this product is really good. They buy another car, they come back to you all of a sudden, you're telling them another product is really good. Mm. Not a good look. And I was then in a position to try IGL. Um, And I tried it and it was incredibly easy to use. There was no high spots. It was not tacky. And I loved the product. My customers loved the products. I became the biggest user of it in Australia. And all of a sudden the tap stopped. I couldn't get product anymore. Um, And, you know, back then I didn't know why. So I reached out to IGL head office and I said, guys, I can't get my product. I need, I've got customers booking. (laughs) I'm losing money. I need to buy product. And they said, well, the current distributor in Australia owes money and we're not going to be sending any more product until we find a new distributor or otherwise he pays. Um, And IGL is a very big corporation. They do things properly with contracts and legal documents. They're not Mm. just going to supply somebody, you know, through an unofficial channel. Um, And they said, if you want to be the distributor, you got to sign this contract and give us a $10,000 US opening order. And, um, you know, I was working out of my garage at home, but not like this. It was a proper small garage with very little money and spoke to my wife and she said, well, you know what, let's do it. And uh, brought it on and slowly, slowly, I started bringing in only products that I like to use because I didn't want to sell something that I wasn't using myself and trusting. Mm. And it grew, grew and over, I think now four years I've been doing it. Um, it's overtaken leading edge as my main business and we're importing almost every single line because it's just a great brand. It's a great company to work with and they're the manufacturer. So you can pick up the phone, call them up and say, you know, to, to, to go back to your question earlier, what is the difference between the bicycle coating and a car coating? And they will give me an answer related to chemicals and, you know, and, and specifications as to why that is a bicycle coating. Um, and, and it's just, yeah, it's been fantastic. It's an ISO quality certified company. So things are very consistent. Um, in seven, not seven, sorry, five or six years I've been using IGL. We've only ever had to do one recall for 12 kits of IGL, um, which, which was a faulty batch. Um, but otherwise, it's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting because, yeah, not many people would say that they, if they've had issues before, but that's good to know, like well, being honest. That's- that's the, the one thing that IGL has is, is it's ISO quality certified. So everything is um, batch tested, has withholding samples and serial numbered, and they know which product was sent to which country at what date. So for example, if somebody picks up a bottle and, or let's say you're using IGL 
customer complains and says, you gave them a faulty coding. We're ISO quality certified. We can go back to the withholding sample at the head office, test that particular batch and confirm, yes, there is a problem or no, there is no problem. And you can use that information in, 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 you know, as a legal, legal bit of evidence to say, well, there is no fault, there is no fault in the product. It must have been environmental um, mm -hmm. or otherwise applicator. But you know what, if you have no other issues with other cars that were coded with that same kit, it's, it's, a, it's a very particular case. And you know, that's the strength of a company that's ISO quality certified. When there is a problem, you can trace it and resolve it incredibly quickly because they will know that X amount of cartons were sent to this country, X amount of cartons were sent to that country. We will contact those people, get them to do a prompt recall. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody, no, you know, nobody has an issue. Where other manufacturers that are not that tight with their systems and quality management systems, they can't do that. They'll be like, well, whoever complains, we will do, we will refund them. Yeah. But that, by that point, you know, as a detailer, you've already done a paint correction. You've started applying, and you've got a problem. <laughs> Uh, and you don't want to be in that position. Mm. So you know what? Everybody has um, challenges, I guess, and everybody faces difficulties. We don't run away from them. We don't hide from them. We just don't have many of them at all. But when we do have them, we're happy to share how we resolved it. Um, because you know what? That's real life. Yeah. Was there, what were the, the challenges back when you <clears throat> signed up? Was there, did you have to then contact all the installers or the, new installs and how, how did that all work? Um, it was, it was a very challenging because one, there was a lot of people who were using the product before me. Um, the second thing is, um, I guess it's more of a, how can I say your typical operational challenges where, you know, um, people might've had old stock before um, that are getting now new stock or just winning the relationship back and, I'm actually proud to say most of the guys that, that were with IGL back then when I took over are still with us. Um, and, you know, Enver, who's absolute perfection in Adelaide, is one of them. He was using IGL before me and he's still using IGL happily. Um, so I think it was mainly taken up as a positive thing, but the challenge for me was to grow it. Um, obviously, when you take distribution of a brand, there are certain expectations of targets and growth. Mm. And it's always a, a conscious decision of do you grow sales to anybody or do you have to limit the sales and knock back supplying people because they might not be suitable for the brand. And I would say that's always the most challenging aspect is how do you grow it without, without devaluing the brand? Because IGL is a good brand. It's got a good reputation. And yes, it's easy to sell to every man and his dog. But at the end of the day, at least for me, I want if a customer books their car for in for an IGL Kenzo coding, no matter where they are in Australia, they know they're going to get a good job. And that's why it's very important for us to be very selective with who we sell to, um, which I think might have, might have given people the assumption that it's impossible to get where it's not. It's, there's no enforced training. There's no minimum buy-in. It's actually free to be certified. You just have to call us up and demonstrate that you're good enough to use the product. And by good enough, I mean, you can do good paint correction. Mm. Um, and if you don't know how to do paint correction, we've got opportunities for you to do training um, and we will upskill you to use the products. But okay. yeah, those are the challenges is how to grow the right way, not the easy way. No, that's good. So do you have, um, are you like a targeting a number within Australia or in a, 
and how when you are want to be certified, is there sort of some rules with locations and stuff like that, distance from other details? So we don't have a specific number to target, and I guess we'll touch base on it soon in, in the other markets. We have targets to grow in to grow outward out of detailing, and we'll talk about that soon. Yep. Um, in terms of location, it's it's interesting you say that. We run as a very close-knit family, and um, I'm going to use a very specific example. If you want to join Agile Codings, you contact me and say, and I would like to, to join Agile Codings. We have a chat. I look at your website and your Facebook page and your reviews. Yep, Dale is a fantastic detailer. We'd love to get him onto the brand because he is a great asset. And then you might be down the road from somebody else who's using IGL. Now, my mentality is two things. First of all, if you are a great detailer, you're going to be coding no matter what. Whether it's another brand or our brand, you're going to have your own clientele. So you're not really going to impact the guy down the road because we have RRPs and we, we all stick within a guideline for pricing. We don't undercut each other. But what I do next is I will contact the detailer down the road from you and say to them, hi, mate, Dale from this business would like to join IGL Codings. He's not too far away from you. Would, would it be okay if he joins? Are you okay with that? Are you comfortable? And 99% of the time, the, the other detailer who's already with IGL will be like, yeah, absolutely, he's welcome. Um, you know, I had a guy join us not long ago that's just down the road from Rawson's, Rawson Industries Auto Detailing. Before that, you know, we had Kings of Car Care, Ben, join, and, you know, he's not too far away from Christian Rawson. And they've both immensely grown. They have not had any crossover whatsoever. And they all work together because at the end of the day, it's a big pizza mm. and there's a slice for everyone. And there's no need to compete and undercut each other. We all work together. And I know that in America, at least, groups of detailers, IGL detailers, get together, all put in some money and start radio advertising. Oh, yeah. So imagine if all the IGL certified detailers in, in Adelaide get together, put in $1,000 each, raise 20 grand and go on the radio and start advertising IGL coatings. Um, they're all going to get work out of it, right? Hmm. And that's the, the culture we try to have. We don't compete against each other. We help each other out. Um, and it's been working fantastic. And as, as you know, testament to that, everybody was invited to go to Malaysia in, uh, for June. And you were invited as well. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're all going to go there for a week. We're going to do factory tours. They're going to understand how the products are made, what the quality, you know, the quality matrix are and how products are developed and do training for industry coatings as well um, and have a great time because we're all a bunch of mates. Um, yep. and, you know, I hope it continues to be like that. No, that's really good because we, we do hear sometimes about <clears throat> um, – I'll make down the road trying to undercut like the same brand and trying to get the job. So yeah, it's always fascinating how the, the brand sort of controls that and it's good that he's all trying to get on, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had that problem yet. <laughs> so yeah. Not no. wood, and I think sometimes customers, when they roll in, in, in any shop, they, they just want a coding. They're not going to say, oh, I just want IGL only. They just said, I want a coding. And then they'll be like, well, we offer this. So be That's it. Um, yeah. So you know what? It's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, again, switching back to leading edge detailing instead of IGL coatings, we never have somebody knock on our door and say, I want this specific brand. Mm. They come to us for our reputation and our trust and they say, I want the good coating. Now, they will pick you because they want you, not because of the brand you use. The brand is just further justification why they should choose you. So they might come up to you 
Dale and say, I want you to cut my car. And you say, look, we use Agile Kenzo. And they say, okay, no problem. Then they're going to go back home and do their research on that brand, which then when they do their research, they're going to see all the positives and why they should use it and then book you. Yeah. Um, so I think it's new detailers always get scared and say, okay, I should become certified with this product so I can get lots of coding jobs. doesn't work like that. Sell yourself. Yeah. The coding is just a tool, but you know, sell yourself as a detailer. Yep. hundred percent. So no, that's really good. So how many, um, uh, coatings. So we'll probably start with sort of the, the vehicle side. How many coatings do IGL offer for, for cars? Uh, we have Kenzo, that is our premium product. We have Quartz Plus, we have Quartz, and we have Poly. They're the four that we import into Australia. Now, in America, all those four are restricted to certified detailers only, where in Australia, we only restrict the top three. And Poly, because the products are incredibly easy to use, they're very forgiving. They don't have severe flash points, and if you don't wipe them off, you get a high spot and, and all that kind of jazz. It's incredibly easy to use the products. So three are restricted and one isn't. In America, they also have IGL Easy, which is an even easier graphene coding to use. And that is their DIY coding, which we may be bringing in next week, I think on a few pallets that are coming in. Um, but we have four coatings for paint. Then we also have coatings that are spe specific for windows, wheels, uh, headlights and taillights, leather, fabric, plastic, um, we, we're, we're the manufacturer. We can make any, anything, yeah. right? So <laughs> we can make coatings for your computer screen. Yeah. Um, so we do have quite a lot of products, um, but the focus at the moment is to expand into, we have marine coatings already and, air, and coatings for airplanes, um, but it's to expand into homes and uh, industrial and commercial. Um, we have all kinds of products R&D happening in the background and a few of them have already been released and are already doing it incredibly well. Yeah. So the, the vehicle coatings, are they a, a one-step or two-step sort of process? So IGL Kenzo and Quartz Plus is a two-step process. And the reason is IGL doesn't have any solvents in their um, or, or etching, etching agents, I guess, if you want to word it that way, in their products. Our products sit on the paint. They don't etch into the clicker to adhere. So Kenzo and Quartz Plus are a two-step process. I believe one layer adds the chemical resistance and the hardness, and the second layer adds the hydrophobics. Yep. Then Quartz is a single layer, and Poly is a single layer. Yep. And Kenzo, funny enough, is 100% active ingredients. So there is no uh, solvents in there whatsoever. It is 100% coating active ingredient. Yep. <clears throat> No, nice. Uh, do you have a, like a maintenance line as well to, yeah. to look after them coatings? Yep. So yep. we manufacture the full range of car care products as well. And with every coating that's sold, we give the detailer uh, paint care guides. So that way you give it to the customer and you explain to them, this is what you need to do to look after your coating. Um, our warranty process is, again, unique. It puts the responsibility back onto the owner of the car. So, you know, this is what you can realistically expect from your coating. These are the possible scenarios that may or may not damage your coating. And this is how you address them. And this is what you need to do to stay on top of it. And here are the products. Um, so it's a full end-to-end -end from detailing and coating the car. And we also have the products used for detailing it. Although, you know, any detailing business needs to have a lot of different pads and polished compounds, not just from one brand. Um, so you have 
basically from the start from when the car comes in all the way through to the coding and then the aftercare and maintenance. And we also have a Facebook group, which is IGL, um, IGL enthusiasts. And that Facebook group is all about, you know, sharing knowledge. So you might be a customer, you might have some water spotting on your car and you go into that group and say, hi, everybody. I have found that I have these water spots on my car. What should I do? And we have detailers from all over the world that use IGL as well as other customers that will then chime in and say, look, try IGL Delete, try IGL Genco. Um, these are the products that will be used to remove the, um, the water spots. So we try to focus heavily on the after sale support. Yep. Do you, have you branched out into any sort of um, polishes and stuff like that or? Yeah, yeah really? absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we have four, we have three polishes and a paint cleaner. So we have iGel F1, which is a heavy cutting compound, F2, which is a diminishing compound, and F3, which is a finishing compound. And then we have iGel F4, which is unique. It's a chemical cleaner. So it's, you apply it or you use it like a polish on a pad, but it's not abrasive. It uses chemical properties to clean the paint and leave a graphene layer of protection on. Um, and that's actually a fairly interesting product it does have some filling properties it's so we don't use it you know before ceramic coating um but it's a great product for somebody who's doing i guess pre-sale details or a quick quick send it polish uh, without any dust make the car nice and glossy and and send it oh yeah so like a good one step yeah almost but it's non-abrasive it's a little bit of trickery um but it, it has its uses it definitely has its interesting uses yeah Good gloss enhancement. Absolutely. Yeah, right. No, it's interesting. And yeah, your wheel coatings and glass as well. Absolutely. Yep. Coating for everything. Um, you know, IGL Aegis, which uh, is a commercial coating that, that we'll be talking about soon, uh, is currently being used by a lot of people, including myself, to ceramic coat the underbodies of cars. Um, it's an anti-corrosion coating. So it's been tested for C5 environments to last 15 years. It's being used on oil rigs and cranes on offshore applications, but it's also great for underbodies to protect from rust, but because it has graphene nanotubes, it, it beads water. So you can use it as an underbody coating as well. And it's very, very popular. Wow. So coating for everything, you name it. I think they're even coming up soon with, um, with tire coatings and yeah. The sky's the limit when you're, when you're the manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's all done in Malaysia, yeah? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's a Malaysian product. Um, everybody who's, you know, who uses IGL is always more than welcome to pop in and say hi to, to the owners. It's still a family-owned business, and the owners are heavily uh, invested into their company. Um, very approachable, you know, very humble, down-to-earth people. Yeah. No, very nice. Oh, well, we might as well um, touch on a bit more about the, the commercial and um, the, yeah, your commercial coatings. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how did that all come about? What was the, the theory behind that, you reckon? Um, so IGL was approached by a very large manufacturer of trucks. Um, that said, and funny enough, you know what, it's Jeep and Ford both have corrosion issues. They come to Australia with corrosion on the underbody. But this manufacturer of trucks said, we want you to develop a coating for us that we can spray on the underbody of our trucks after we manufacture them because we're having issues with rust. Uh, and I can't mention who this manufacturer is. So IGL went ahead and uh, created over two years this really, really, really amazing 
product that resists corrosion, not just from rust, but acids, alkaline, you name it. Um, and we launched it and the, the truck company said, well, that's actually quite expensive for our application. We're just going to stick with, with the, the oil that we're spraying on the underbody. Um, but in high, and IGL developed such a good product that all of a sudden it caught the attention of oil companies and you know, manufacturers that, that you know, have products sitting on oil rigs that are getting smashed by salt water all day. And the product just blew uh, because there's nothing like it. It's a clear coating. So most, uh, most if not all other anti-corrosion coatings need a primer and they're a different color where this product is clear. So, um, you know, very specific example is Favel Fafco, which is the world's biggest diesel crane manufacturer. They heard of the product. They said, geez, you know, we, we're using this other product now that's claimed to last five years. It's not even lasting six months. Let's give it a try. And the good thing is they're also based in Malaysia. We do have an office, a head office in Australia, which initiated the discussion. But because their main processing plant is also in Malaysia, um, IGEL Coatings took two samples of them that they coated themselves, one with IGEL Aegis, one with their existing product, threw it into the weathering machines um, and did a bit of testing. And our IGEL Aegis outlasted what they're currently using by 55 times. So not 55%, 5,500%. So if their product lasted one year, our product would last 55 years. Um, and now all these cranes are being coated with IGEL Aegis. So if you own a multi-billion dollar oil rig, you're going to get Aegis on your oil rig, <laughs> on your crane. Um, so we're expanding into the, the, the industrial side with IGEL Aegis, IGEL Armor, which is our equivalent of a Raptor coating with graphene, and IGEL Eclipse, which is uh, not a new product. We've been using it for many years. Kenyon Donaldson coats a lot of Caterpillar machinery in Perth with, with those. Um, he spray coats them, uh, again, for ease of maintenance and protection. And then also we're expanding into the residential and home markets. So if you're in Sydney and you want to expand your horizon into what you can do and maybe offer your high value clients coatings for their home. So your kitchen bench tops, uh, splashbacks, cooktops, bathrooms, vanities, shower screens, all that. We're going to be um, having a stand at the Sydney Home Expo on May the 19th, 20th and 21st, I think. Um, to show customers that you can have the same benefits of cleaning that you have for your car, but at home. And we've coded many homes in Sydney and actually Australia. And the feedback has been phenomenal. Um, you know, happy wife, happy life. My wife loves the coatings. Um, the shower screens are always clean. The, the cooktop is easy to wash, you know, and easy to clean after cooking pasta and spilling red sauce all over the place. Um, you know, we have kids, they make a mess. It's all convenience at the end of the day. So quite heavily expanding in many industries. And there's a lot of exciting products that I can't really share right now. But keep an eye out on the space. It's, it's the future. Um, you know, people need convenience. People, people demand convenience these days. Um, you know, just before our chat, I messaged you and I said, sorry, I'm just firing up the robot vacuum cleaner. Yeah. You know what? So I can sit down and do this podcast with you. The house gets vacuumed. Wife comes home and she's happy. The house is clean. <laughs> so that's, that's where it's all heading. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're all, um, well, maybe touch back to the underbody coating. Is that just sprayed on like a, through a spray gun? Yes. Yep. Yes. 
um, <clears throat> and it's fantastic not just for um, anti-corrosion protection, which it will offer, you know, will do fantastically well in, um, because it has ceramic coating-like properties. If you're a detailer and you specialize in off-roading and four-wheel drives, offer that to your customers. They can go out, do a big, big trip, get mud all over the underbody, and it'll make it easier for them to clean the car underneath the, the mud and the salt and all that. Um, and imagine that you've just turned your $1,500 or $2,000 coating job to a $3,000 coating job. It's a great way to make extra income because you're dealing with the same customer, mm. um, you know, expanding your horizon. That's, that's all, you know, where it's at. And this is a need for off-roaders. They love that. Yep. They love spending money on the full drives. Oh yeah. So. Tax deductible, full drives. <laughs> So my, my background's from a body shop, panel shop industry. So just so if I'm undercoating a car, do you have to mask the vehicle up for overspray? And how, how does that work? Yes. So yep. mask it up as, as you would traditionally. Um, if it's a new car, then it's just a wipe down with IGL pre-coat or your choice of surface prep spray. Um, if it's a used car, then, you know, I do dry ice blasting. I have the, the pleasure and privilege of doing that. Uh, which is quite an expensive thing to get into. But if you don't have that luxury, um, you can just clean by hand the underbody, pressure wash it, degrease it, do what you need to do, dry it up thoroughly. And then you mix it. It's a two-pack clear coat. So you mix part, parts uh, A and B together at a, dilution, at a rate of five to one, add a bit of dilutant, which is a thinner to help it spray. And 150 mil is all you need to do the underbody of the car. Now the product is flexible. So if it's sprayed onto... Plastics, I found that it doesn't, um, it doesn't flake off and peel off. It's actually pretty good. Um, but if you're a little bit scared from that aspect, then you can mask off the plastics and rubbers as well. Spray it onto the underbody. It is a clear coating. It's a two-pack clear coating, so it'll make the underbody a little bit glossy. Um, but you know what? For the, for the purpose of anti-corrosion protection for 15 years and ease of washing, I don't think anybody would mind that it's a little bit glossy. Um, and compared to the alternatives, which is your black tar sprays, it's much nicer to have your original underbody. Um, and yeah, you, you spray it. It should be tack-free within about three hours. Overnight, it should be nice to handle and it's not going to feel sticky or tacky. And then your customer, it'll cure over a month, um, but your customer can't drive it out straight away, but it will reach full hardness and full chemical resistance in, um, in 30 days. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Never heard of that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the <clears> applications <throat> are limitless. Um, you, you work in the mining industry. Mm. So imagine all the downtime and how much it costs when you're, the trucks are getting their windscreens acid washed to remove all the mineral deposits or things are corroding and getting eaten away. Um, you know, I know a few detailers that have second jobs in the mining industry. Imagine if you go put forward a case to the, the service and maintenance manager and say, look, I don't want to sell you something yet. Let's just do a test. Let me coat one item for you. Let me coat a windscreen. Let me coat this thing here. And let's see how it goes over the next month or two. And then if you can demonstrate to, to those companies that, hey, this is staying cleaner for longer or it's easier to wash, less downtime, your boss is going to go to their boss and say, look what I found. I found a way to save money. Your boss is going to get a pay rise. You're going to get a job coding stuff at the mining <laughs> industry. And everybody's going to look like a superhero because they're saving money. Um, so, yeah, the applications are limitless. Yeah. 
Do you know understand much of the makeup of the more industrial side? So, like the the mining industry coatings, are they are quite thick, or what's the yeah the idea so with them? The specification for the iGel Aegis is to be applied fifty microns thick. Oh, fifty yeah, microns pretty, wet. Yep, that's pretty thick. Yep. Yeah, um, in Australia, the kit comes in uh, one kilo. Um, so that's the size that we're currently distributing, but you can buy it in 20 and 30 kilos. Or if you go out to your, you know, caterpillars and, and they want a kit that is their color, then IGL can mix that pigment in there for them specifically. So, um, so yeah, it can be used as a paint if you want and have yellow paint that is impregnated with anti-corrosion coating. And it's normally clear anyway, is it? Yeah. So what's it, the, the kilo? So what is it? Is it actual liquid? And yeah. Then, yep. Yep, correct. So if you – and I know the, 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 the listeners of this podcast can't, can't see, but I'm going to grab a kit to show you. Yep. So, no so that way you can see it firsthand. So this is this is the kit of IGL Aegis right here. Very well. Oh, yeah. um, and it comes with everything you need to, to use the product. So this is your active ingredient here, which is which is a, a thick black liquid, and it's black because of the graphene. So you can so it's like a little tin of paint sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have you have your hardener. Oh yep. So you mix the AE1, which is the active ingredient in a ratio of five to one or seven to one, depending on your application with the hardener. And then they will give you a, a dilutant, which is for simplicity's sake, uh, a thinner. A thinner, yeah. And then you mix that with all those three parts together and mix it thoroughly well, spray it on and send it. Yep. It's not a complicated product to use. Um, I have an Iwata. Uh, LVHP gun with a one millimeter tip, and that works a treat. But if you're a spray painter like yourself, you know, you have a background, this is going yep. to be a walk in the park for you. It's like spraying Clico. Yeah. So, same deal, you'd have to mask off windows and, or you just coat over them? I mask off. Yeah. Yep. I mask off. So, when I do an underbody, I just mask the whole car up to the wheel arches, and yep. then I coat the suspension, underbody suspension, um, everything with it, really. Because it works on alloys, it's not just the steel coating. It works on on any kind of metal. Actually, works on wood, works on uh, concrete, works on glass. If you're trying to protect against corrosion, um, but I don't know a spray painter that's good enough to coat glass and not get any orange peel or distortion. <laughs> so maybe let's not let's not tell the internet to do that unless you want to you want a challenge of wet sanding and polishing to perfection. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, right. but yeah, you mask off whatever you don't want over spray on. And yeah. um, obviously, ideally, you want to use that in a spray booth. Um, you know, the, there are, there are um, you need to have filtration and wear um, PPE and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Because I, I, just when you said one kilo, I thought, well, that's, is it like a powder or how does it mix up? Like, that, that's an interesting um, way of, of packaging. Yeah, I think it's, it, I, I gel a very, um, how can I say? That's a Malaysian company, but let's say they're very Japanese, right? Yeah. <laughs> in, in the way they think. So it's um, they know that one liter is is water, but one liter may not equate one kilo once you have all the ingredients in there. 
So yeah. all their measurements is by weight. So you need to have a little scale and measure it up in, in grams rather than mils. Yeah, same as so probably more comes about from mix and paint because paint's mixed by weight. So there, there you go. Exactly yeah. the same thing. So we call it a one kilo kit because realistically the way they've developed the kit is you grab this here if you want to use all of it. You tip up the whole thing in there, you mix it up, and you're ready to spray. It's pre-measured. Yeah. Um, but unless you're spraying something gigantic, you're not going to need to mix it all up in one go. Yeah. So what sort of durability? I know that's probably a, a, a bad word to say, but time frame of lifespan? Yeah. You so the product has been tested to specific industry standards. Uh, obviously, when you're you know, testing, for example, for Petronas Petroleum, um, there are specific industry tests that you must meet and exceed. So it meets the most corrosive environment for durability of 6,000 salt spray hours, which equates to 15 years. So under the most corrosive environments, it will last 15 years. Hmm. Um, so, you know, if you want to go and sell it to your mining company and say five years, they're going to be cheering doing backflips, but realistically it'll last 15 years. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very durable product and it meets, it has quite a lot of testing and validation through third parties as well. Um, because when you're talking to companies like that, you need to make sure you know your, your, your business and, and it's done properly. It's not somebody spraying some metal in their backyard and saying, look, it's been three months and it's not rusting yet. It's <laughs> all done properly and in, in by proper industry standards of testing. Yeah. Have you got much in, in the mining industry? Is people, I know you mentioned um, Caterpillar in Perth. Is there anyone else sort of getting onto this? Yep. So I can't say which which company it is, but it's currently being used in an oil rig on the Bass Strait um, as, a, as a pilot. Again, it's, it is a fairly new product. It's only about two years old, oh, one okay. years old. Um, but it is getting used into the oil industry. It's getting tested by mining companies. It's now being used, and I mentioned the specific company name for Gulf Afco. So their cranes are in mines, construction, oil rigs. Um, you know, we have a company that is a construction company in Sydney that has barges that's currently testing and using the product. And that's just in Australia. But overseas, you have governments using it on um, concrete tunnels. Uh, I think it's... Um, Switzerland or Sweden or one of those um, ca uh, countries, they're currently testing it inside their concrete tunnels to see if it stays cleaner for longer and reduces concrete cancer. Um, in America, it's getting used by um, first response vehicles. So in, I think it's New York Police Department and Fire Department and Ambulance. So all their vehicles on the underbody are getting coated with this stuff. On the outside, they're getting coated with IGL, uh, I think Kenzo and Eclipse but underneath it's Aegis. And there's quite a lot of government bodies and, and companies that are using this product and testing it, um, it because there is no equivalent product. Mm. There, if you want a clear anti-corrosion coating, this is the only one. That's pretty impressive. So, yeah. so um, what about like earth moving equipment? I know you, you do some coatings on that. So what sort of coating would you throw on a, a tractor or... So personally, I would speak to the customer and say what they're looking for, if it's ease of washing and maintenance or if it's corrosion protection. So I guess ease of application and in terms of drying times, iGel Eclipse is easier to spray and use than iGel Aegis. 
So I know that in Perth, uh, a lot of the earth moving equipment is coated with IGL Eclipse, uh, which is an industrial ceramic coating. It's not an anti-corrosion coating, but it's a ceramic coating. And that's just to keep them cleaner for longer and protect against, I guess, acids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, for me, I would use both. So what I would do if, if, if I was approaching your company um, to protect your equipment is I will first discuss with you what, is, what are the challenges you're having. And I will coat the areas that need corrosion protection with, um, with IGEL Aegis. And then I will coat the areas that are more for cleaning and maintenance with IGEL Eclipse. Um, they are slightly interchangeable, but they have different uh, uses, if that makes sense. Yep. to get that strength flat. So, Sorry, you just dropped out then. Yeah, Eclipse is a little bit easier to use in a way where Agile Aegis, you need to you need to learn how to spray. Yeah. Although yeah. you can apply it with a brush, um, you know, if you're doing fittings and nuts and bolts and things like that where nobody cares about how perfect they look, but spraying would be the easier method. Yeah. Do you reckon more um, coding companies are going to look at <clears throat> what IGL are doing and sort of branch out a little bit more, you think? I think they already do. Um, I wouldn't, I would have to check this, but I'm pretty sure we were the first to go out with industrial coatings and other companies followed. Um, I guess we, we've always been a leader in R&D and, um, and product development and product releases. So they'll definitely look into it, but what makes it a little bit of an advantage for us is we are the manufacturer. A lot of other coding companies are white labeled. So mm -hmm. unless their manufacturer that they buy off develops a coating of this type and they have the resources that IGL have, um, they're probably not going to go out into that space. Um, I don't know. I think there's only a maybe three or four companies that produce under their own brand and IGL is one of them. Yeah. Um, but it, it does need considerable resources and testing and, and knowledge. Um, which, you know, IGL are very much an R&D company. Um, you know, I can code something for you right now, send it and get it lab tested with, you know, feedback immediately. And hence why I invited you to come join us in Malaysia in, yeah. in June. So now if we're still there, I don't know if we're still there. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I did think about it. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's quite a, it's, it's amazing. I've been there before and to see how, you know, people don't realize that coatings get tested for so many things. Like they put an, a bottle of coating in a, in a freezer to see how it stays in storage and sub-zero temperatures. And then they take it out of the freezer and put it in an oven at 60 or 70 degrees and, and store it there for a month or two to make sure that it's, you know, it, it's stable under high temperature in case you're storing it somewhere hot inside a van. Um, and, you know, all, there's so much testing behind the scenes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Until you go and see it in person you don't appreciate it yeah that's pretty pretty cool did you have much um dramas with <clears throat> uh, supply chain issues have you got um, any during, issues with that now during COVID, it was a little bit difficult because shipping rates went up considerably um but again we this is going to sound a little bit weird but i'm not in i'm not distributing igl to make a dollar or two 
Um, hence why I said I, it fell into my laps and I wanted consistent supply. Obviously, we have to be profitable to run a business, yeah. but our codings for the most part are sent to us through DHL Air Express. We yeah. don't rely on C freight. So when COVID hit, um, it was difficult in getting our bulk, low, vol- low value, heavy items in. So your washers and your glass cleaners and all that, because they're not viable to ship in via air. Mm-hmm. Um, without selling the bottles at a stupidly high price. But our coatings have always been sent to us through, through DHL Air Express. So we always have fresh coatings that haven't been sitting around for a long time. And the shipping time, the shipping cost went through the roof, but the shipping time went from three or four days to two weeks. Um, but otherwise, we didn't really have too much of an issue. Um, IGL coatings is registered to supply the New South Wales government. So when we did have the lockdowns, uh, luckily, because we're cert- certified to supply that to the government, um, I was allowed to go and pack and send orders. So when Sydney was in heavy lockdown, we could still get products out to our detailers Australia-wide. Yeah. Uh, but I think I, I got out of it lightly compared to other companies. Mm. Now, I always still ask that question. Just I know it's um, sort of changed a bit now with what's been going on, but in one way, I know cars are definitely hard to get new cars. I know yeah. with the orders of them and shipping, so which I've, I'm experiencing. So, yeah. Uh, absolutely. It was, I think it was more of a challenge for IGL to, to get their raw ingredients. And um, with the lockdowns of the factory, their production was, you know, considerably impacted. But Keong and, and the owners of IGL found a way to keep it ticking. And it felt seamless for us, even though I'm sure it was incredibly stressful and challenging for them. To me, it felt like they didn't even have COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, how many do you, any installers? How many you have in Australia right now? I think we have about thirty-five. So not okay. a huge number. <clears throat> thirty-five very, very good people um, that work very well together. And I think out of the thirty-five, about nine are coming to Malaysia in June to do the training specifically for IGEL Aegis. Armor and Eclipse, which are our industrial coatings. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's a, it's a good way to branch out into a more profitable industry rather than, you know, competing with the guy down the road who's doing detailing and coating for 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. You can go out and get a contract with a company to, to spray anti-corrosion coatings or spray their earth-moving equipment um, or even do homes. Imagine going to a home builder and, offering a new home package, just like when you buy a car from the dealership, when they say, do you want the coding bundle for three grand? Imagine buying a house and kidding it all out. And then the last step is they say, look, for $10,000 extra, do you want us to coat all your, you know, infra- your infrastructural steel with IGL Aegis to stop it from corroding? And we cut your vanities and cooktops and benches and glass with IGL window uh, and IGL Eclipse. And it's going to cost you an extra X amount of thousands of dollars, which over a 30-year loan is not that much. It's an extra $5 a month. And, you know, you start doing contracts and start coding interiors of houses and, you know, making seven, $8,000 a day instead of $300 a day, right? Um, imagine that. So that's, that's where we're heading. Um, obviously, we're still growing the car industry as well uh, and marine and, and all that. But um, yeah, the team, the team is growing. We have more and more people joining every day. It's just we're still very comprehensive in reviewing the people who request to join. Um, not to knock anybody back. I started from nothing. I started from YouTube, right? I, mm. I, I had no experience. 
Um, but we just need to make sure we build people up to use the product relevant to their skill level. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, a little bit of a more daunting process to join rather than sending me $500 and you're certified. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the armor coding, I might have missed it, but what was that used for? So IGEL Armor is our um, line, like a, a, um, a liner coating, I think they call it in America. So it's like a Raptor coat. Oh, yeah. Um, but you can spray it not just on underbodies and bull bars and things like that. You can use it on any any material really to give it a durable, durable, flexible, anti-chip, anti-scratch coating. But it has graphene nanotubes in there. So it has ceramic coating properties. So again, um, if you're doing off-road, off-road cars or utes, you can start offering that liner coating, spraying it onto um, the trays of, of the utes that don't have plastic liners or toolboxes, um, things like that. So I haven't had a lot of experience with that product firsthand. That's why I'm going as well in June uh, because I'm not a spray painter. I tried to use my gun to spray it and it was an epic fail because it was the wrong tip size. You're laughing because you know how to spray. Yes. I had no idea. So I mixed it up and I'm spraying. It's not coming out. Uh, but yeah, you need, you need a, I think, a bigger, bigger gun. Yeah, be product. quite thick. It's quite yeah. really yep. yeah. Learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> no, nice. So um any other sort of products you can sort of share that you might have? Do you have much in the PPF range if, if someone's got like a um PPF? Do you have a PPF coding? Yes, we do. We definitely yep. have PPF coatings. Um we have spoken in depth if IGL should get into the PPF market. And, you know, I, I'm not the owner of IGL. I don't know what they're up to and what they're cooking up. But in my opinion, I think PPF is a, it's a, it's a good industry at the moment, but it's a difficult and expensive product to apply. So the moment there is an alternative that offers the same thing, I think PPF will completely switch off and switch to, to the easier thing. Because at the end of the day, let's, let's look at it. How fun is it to put 20 meters of clear sticky plastic on a glossy car and try not to get hair or dust underneath it um but yes we do have coatings for ppf we have coatings for vinyl stickers um we have a coating for pretty much every surface you can imagine and if we don't have a coating for that surface we can make one yeah um so you know if you have if you feel like you have a demand for a specific coating just send me an email and you never know, we might be cooking it up already or we might be able to make it for you and develop it. Um, but yes, so we have IGL Shield and that is designed to be a flexible, breathable coating uh, with graphene to, to protect and, um, and work with all brands of PPF really, um, which is fantastic. Easy to use product. Do you ever think they'll make a, like a, you're in the way of spray coating, so a spray coating that could replace PPF, you reckon? I think it, it is possible, but at the same time, I don't think it's the, the difficulty is not making the product. I think the difficulty is applying it right. So, um, you know, if, you're, if you have a spray booth and you have the right equipment and you have the right training and the right skills, it would be easy for you to apply such a product where um, if you're doing it at home or you're doing it in a workshop without a spray booth, um, you're dealing with all kinds of issues like contamination and, and also ventilation. Um, so I think it, the challenge in that respect is not so much the product, but it's how it's applied. Um, and 
you know, it's I like the KISS model, keep it simple and stupid. The easier something is to use, the less chance it will go wrong. Um, and the more complicated something is to use, the more chance you will have problems. So you can come up with a great spray coating that is uh, a replacement for PPF. And I think some companies already have that. I know ClearShield back in the day when it existed, David had a spray PPF coating, which looked fantastic. You wouldn't even know it's sprayed on. Um, but I'm sure it's not something easily mastered by the masses. Mm. Um, so for a product to be successful, I think it needs to be user-friendly. And a sprayable PPF might not be that user-friendly. Can you just imagine if you're the distributor and how many people are not going to mask up cars properly and how many people are going to get contamination or it's going to peel off and look ugly uh, only because of the prep. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very important to make it easy to use. Yeah. Yeah. I always wondered about that, but um, cause you hear about the other, the coatings, I think we talked about a while back about Titan and their um, sort of self-healing coatings. So yeah. Well, before I joined IGL, I tried the FanLab coatings. Um, and I guess that was the, the stick that broke the camel's back into me use, trying Kenzo. Um, and not saying that the products are not good. Uh, I'm saying that as a selling point, if you're selling a coating as self-healing, the customer will always be looking at scratches because they paid a lot of money to have something that's self-healing. And... A coating can only self-heal to its specific thickness. Mm. Um, so in my opinion, if you're pushing self-healing coatings, you should consider PPF because PPF is, is a thick, strong barrier that, you know, unless you scratch deep enough, it will self-heal where a self-healing ceramic coating by default is going to be softer. But as a selling point to your customers, as soon as they see a scratch or a swell mark, they're going to come back and complain. Um, and it's, yeah, that's what put me away from going down the path of self-healing coatings at leading edge detailing and offering PPF, um, because as a consumer, I think it's just more durable. Um, I might be wrong that that was a few years ago, yeah. um, but I don't think self-healing coatings are a replacement for PPF. Um, if sold properly, I guess they, they, they do have a market, um, but if you want to offer chip protection and scratch protection, we need a, a proper replacement for PPF, which is a yep. thick barrier. Yeah. Do you know uh, what um, film do you use in your shops? So we have always been advocates of Suntech. Yep. Um, I like the guys at Suntech. Um, it's a big company. Not saying that other films are not good. We have offered, well, the, the people who we outsource to now offer Aztec as well and Hexus and all kinds of films. Um, but personally, I've dealt with Suntech the most and they're really good to deal with in terms of warranty because they're a big company. If it's going to cost them six, seven, eight thousand dollars to fix a problem, it's not coming out of one person's pocket. And, you know, when you're dealing with a big company that has a big bank account, as long as you justify the claim, the claim is easy. Um, and that's why I personally like it. Um, yeah. But not saying the other films are not good. I think they're all fantastic. But I've used Suntech for that reason. Yeah, no, nice. And you would have noticed in the last few years the like the amount of demand for PPF as well. Yeah, I think that is as a result of two things. One, people having more money. Um, I think the whole COVID situation has put a lot of money in circulation, and customers are becoming more educated. 
Um, they know that if they want their car to not get chipped and scratched, PPF is the only option. So where previously, you know, $6,000, $7,000 on a PPF job was too expensive, people are now have the disposable income to spend that. Um, and, you know, because they're not interchangeable to a degree, they work together. You can PPF and ceramic coat, but you can't replace PPF with a ceramic coat. Um, it's, it is growing. And I think that the demand is there. How long that demand stays for in the current economic climate, I'm not sure. Um, but customers are educated and I think there is a, definitely a spot for PPF and there's a spot in the market for ceramic coatings. And if you're a smart business, you, you sell both together and you get them to PPF the car, you get them to ceramic coat windows and wheels and coat the whole interior, mate, push it, coat the underbody. Mm-hmm. And you've just changed the $6,000 job into a $10,000 job. Um, that's, that's what the smart operator should do. Mm. No, it's, I think the underbody uh, coatings, yeah, might have a few people thinking after this episode. So it's, it's definitely <laughs> well, you know, a good add-on. I hope so. The reason I, I wanted to come onto this podcast is not to talk so much about our coatings for cars. I want the, the listener of this podcast to step, and, step aside and think, what if I speak to my customer who I've done their Ferraris and Lamborghinis and 20 cars for? What if I speak to them about coating their beautiful mansion? Or, you know, if I do a lot of four-wheel drives, what if I start upselling this underbody coating to, uh, you know, to, to go out for my customers so when they go do their, um, you know, their, their interstate trips and their off-roading, they're going to get both protection from corrosion and ease of washing of the underbody. It's, I'm not here to say IGL is a better brand than anybody else's brand. I want people to think about what IGL has as a company that they manufacture that my current supplier of coatings doesn't offer and add it in conjunction, expand your business, have add-ons. Because you know what? I know when I shop, I tick every box. Mm. It's just easier. You, you pick the bundle. And from personal experience in my own detailing business, if you give customers a bundle, they will say, let's go with the bundle. They don't look at every single item. So if your current supplier of coatings only has paint coatings and you've only done ceramic coating for the paint, expand your horizon, offer interior protection, wheel protection, underbody protection, offer home coatings. You know, we have a customer, I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but Nathan Robson and actually a a previous detailer who used to use IGL that you've had a podcast with coated their home in Toowoomba. Um, You know, I think his home and two other neighbors paid money for Nathan Robson to go all the way from the Gold Coast to Toowoomba to cut homes. Um, and, and it's there. The market is there. Um, you know, guys and girls, expand your horizon. There's money to be made. Mm. And it's not just money to be made sell, selling snake oil. These products work and your customers will love you. Say to them, look, you know, I've coated five cars for you. Do you like coatings? Yes, we do. How about I come and coat your home and we do your shower screens, bathrooms, vanities and kitchen. So you're, you know, it'll be easier for you to clean and stays cleaner for longer. And they will say yes, because, you know, it's there and you will make more money. Yeah. So that's, the, that's what got me passionate about this podcast is let's talk about how us detailers that have always hustled and worked hard for every dollar we make. Let's think about how we can make more money doing other stuff that mm. we have the skills to do already, but just apply it on a different surface. Yeah, branch out a little bit. 
think outside the box. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's how people make successful businesses. Think outside of the box. Yeah, because I got a guy in, in my town here. He's he's in with a, a building company, and they he goes around and does all the um the shower screens in the new houses. So there you go. Yeah. Well, he's perfect for that. He's already in there doing shower screens. While he's doing the shower screen, why not go coat the kitchen bench tops and the bathrooms? He's there. They mm. they already believe in in him. Or go approach some high rise buildings and speak to their um, strata managers. Imagine how much money they'll save if if the glass is coated um, for the high-rise building. I'm sure it's not cheap to pay somebody to come out and clean the glass on a high-rise building. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, exactly. That person, and I hope he listens to the podcast, please reach out and let's talk yeah. about coating other stuff. Um, it's, it's there and it's volume, it's contractual work. You're no longer hustling job by job. You've got, you know, 20 houses to do. Imagine that. Mm. You can sleep comfortable at night, not having to count your dollars and cents and what's coming in and what's going out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it does open up a few opportunities, that's for sure. So, oh, Absolutely. And not saying that we don't want your business and coatings as well. You know, I am IGL Coatings Australia at the end of the day. So if you want to talk about car and boat coatings and airplane coatings and bike coatings, by all means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, expand the horizon, have a different way of thinking and it will come. If, you know, I've had a lot of um, applicators in country towns speak to me and say, it's hard for me here, the economics and, you know, I don't have lots of exotic cars to coat. It's hard for me to, to, to charge a lot for coatings. Those country towns probably have manufacturing and mining. Um, and that's where they, those particular businesses should focus their energy is um, they have an advantage. You know, you're, you're awesome advantage. You work in the mining industry, you're a detailer and you're a spray painter. <laughs> mate you tick every box <laughs> so you know i wish i wish i had spray painting and, and panel beating experience yeah well it's, it's been a while that's sort of where i picked up detailing back and, and polishing so but yeah spray painting was part of just a side thing to learn while um in the panel shop and um yeah no I, yeah haven't done it for a while but it's um it's something yeah it's not overly hard but yeah there is an art to it obviously it, it, exactly exactly mm. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, what can I say? It's, um, it's, it's all, all interesting and unique for me. Yeah. So everyone's, are, everyone's got different industries in their area. Like we've got, um, yeah, timber industry, logging and, and trucks and stuff. So yeah. And then rural farming. So everyone's sort of got that in their area if they're sort of outside the, the bigger areas. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And um, you will be surprised at how open people are to it. Um, you know, again, we, we have a meeting um, with, and I'm, I'm happy to share it publicly. We have a meeting with Sydney Aquarium um, next week and to talk about anti-corrosion. And that just came on about by somebody casually mentioning to, to Sydney Aquarium, hey, there's an anti-corrosion coding that actually works. Mm. Uh, okay, let's, let's look into it. Because at the end of the day, it saves companies money in replacing and repairing. So I think the thing that puts most people off is the fear of being rejected and being told no. Yeah. And just don't be scared. Just ask the question and say, hey, you know, what challenges are you guys facing at the moment? Is there something I can help with? Um, and put yourself in their shoes. And if you can find us a way to use your product to save them time and money, 
then there's no reason why they'll say no. Yep. Yeah, right. So a lot of all your, most of your coatings, um, all your underbody stuff, that's all sort of um, certified only stuff? Um, it is certified only, but again, um, there is no minimum buy-in and there's no enforced training. What we want to do is just make sure that the right person has access to the right product and they can use it correctly. So, um, you know, if you're a spray painter, for example, or you have spray painting background, I don't see why you can't have access to IGL Aegis because you will know how to apply it and mix it. If you are a detailer who's experienced in paint correction and you've had experience in coatings and you know what a high spot is and you know what flash times are, there is no reason why you can't access our ceramic coatings. But if you're new and you're listening to this podcast and you're getting inspiration and you're building up your skills, you might need some training to help you develop your skill. And whether we give you that training through uh, you know, one of our certified detailers that's close to you and wherever you are in Australia. And that will give you enough confidence and knowledge to do paint correction better and apply the coatings better. Or whether we train you online and through phone and, you know, get you onto our entry-level products first and after you have enough experience under your belt, bump you up and up and up to access more coatings. We're happy to work with you. Um, I think, you know, people get put off with that process. They just want to say, okay, give me... I'll give you guys a thousand dollars for an opening order and that's my certification. Mm-hmm. And we're not interested in that. We, we want the right people to have their access to the right products. And we also want the right attitude and mentality. You know, if you have the, you know, um, positive attitude and you're a team player and you want to, you want to grow your business, you want to have a good life for yourself and your family and have a good time detailing and coding and applying, even if it's not detailing, coding homes and machinery and whatever it is, uh, you're more than welcome to join to join here. But if you want to, you know, join and and burn the market down and undercut everybody around you, yeah, you can call us. We'll give you our gel poly, and you can sell it for whatever price you want to sell it for. Um, but you're not going to get access to our top tier products because everybody who uses them respects an RRP, um, and it's worked perfectly we have never had a situation where somebody's undercut somebody else mm-hmm. um you know what if you if your choice is to choose somebody else because of their reviews or workmanship i can't help that but we're not in a position to go and um flood the market if that makes sense yeah yeah no we've heard that a lot of bit about other car- companies which i don't think it's a bad thing i think it's just they're there to sell products so that's Absolutely. that's their model so exactly it's what a, it is it's like people slogging hand car washers. Mm. Their model is to wash cars cheap and quick and to wash them cheap and quick. You can't do a good job, mm. but there's a place in the market for them and they're successful in their own way. Yep. Um, so yes, absolutely. We're just, we're playing in the codings field, but we just do this in this way. Um, not saying that the other companies are doing it wrong. They're probably making more money than me and you together. Um, but that's just, not what I want to be in right now. Yeah. No, and we, we've heard that a lot about the coding companies, like everyone's sort of very much the same. All the, each coding is very similar and they all sort of do the same thing in a way, but yeah, there's no sort of, everyone sort of says they want the best or they're using the best, but what's the best? The best is what you're currently offering, right? That's right. <laughs> so yeah. That's, that, that is it. And, you know, people ask me and say, why should I choose IGL coatings or what's special about IGL coatings? And my response to detailers and customers is go on Google and look it up. 
make up your own decision because every detailer will tell you their coding is the best. Every supplier will tell you their coding is the best. Yeah. Um, and I'm no different. You know what? That's it's my job. I wouldn't be doing my job if I'm telling you my coding is not the best. Yeah. Um, there are things I can share and say that are points of difference, but ultimately let the customer make up their own mind and assist them in answering their questions. You know, we have our unique selling propositions as a company, and I would be more than happy to explain it to, to detailers and customers that want to call me and ask. Um, absolutely, I'm more than happy to explain the points of difference, but you don't want to be in a position to shove it down a customer's throat on what, what they should be using because they will not be happy and they, they will not be happy. They should make their own mind. Give them the, the, the opportunity to make their own decision. And once they've made their own decision to use that brand, they will be forever happy. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the mentality that I take is if you call me up and you want G-Technique and I don't offer G-Technique, but you're dead set, you want G-Technique, I'm not going to explain to you why you, shouldn't, you, why you should use IGL instead. I will explain it. You know, If you want to listen to the differences, I'll explain it. But at the end of the day, you need to give the customers also what they want. Um, and if they do choose to change a brand, let it be at their choice. You help them, give them the knowledge and the, and the, the backing and the confidence on why they should change, but make sure that they're the ones who choose the change. Otherwise, they're going to come back and, and not be happy because in their mind, they still wanted something else. Yeah, exactly. No, it's a lot of good points out there for everyone. So no matter what company you're with, so... It's good. So Absolutely. All right, Eamon, we might um might wrap it up. But Dale. it's been good good chat. It's good to hear about what IGL do. It's and that's yeah, I like the, doing this pod for listening to other product companies and what's out there as well. So not just for myself, but for everyone that listens and our enthusiasts that tune in too. Like it's good to, for them to listen and know what else is out there other than what's in Super Cheap. <laughs> Absolutely. Dale, thank thank you so much for having me, mate. And like I said, you've you've developed a great name for yourself in your podcast. So I'm sure this is not the, the last time I'll hear from you. And as I mentioned, mate, first of all, a pleasure to spend Saturday morning chatting to you. And, and thank you for giving me your Saturday morning. I'm sure you've had things to do as well. Um, but if you're ever in Malaysia and want to duck in and have a look and see how things are made and do a podcast live from a factory, by all means, IGL's doors are open, open for you and anybody else who wants to learn about IGL and how codings are made and tested and validated. Um, and for the listeners of this podcast, if you have any questions or you want to get in touch, please feel free to reach out, aiman at iglcodings.com.au or just jump onto iglcodings.com.au and fill in a, a get in touch form. I'm more than happy to answer any questions or clarify anything um, that, that you may need. Um, you know, you might have a few questions on a specific point we discussed in this podcast. But uh, Dale, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Time flew. No, it did. Yeah, no. We're on no time limit here, but we sort of are, but being a Saturday. So, yeah, I do work weekends. So, <laughs> funny enough. But, yeah, thanks heaps for taking your time out of your morning and doing this. And um, it's been really interesting. I've learned a fair bit. And, yeah, thanks for the offer about Malaysia as well. That's been it was interesting. I did think about it, but I do have other, other work to attend to, and unfortunately, but. If you change your mind, we're only a flight away. So yeah, absolutely. 
no. I, I appreciate you and it's a privilege to be on this podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah. It's been good to have you and hopefully everyone gets something out of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a product company, but they, I think they all offer something different and, um, and unique. So I think it's great to, to hear everyone's side. So it's awesome, mate. So thanks for your time and thank we'll you. be in touch. Thank you so much, Dale. Have a lovely morning. Cheers, mate. And thanks everyone for listening and um, we'll talk soon. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Thank you. That was another episode of the Detailing Down Under podcast. Subscribe now for everything auto detailing in Australia.